everybody. Welcome to our very first ever DSC podcast show. I'm your host, Jolene, and I'm also the event lead for our DSC um, club this school year. We have a very special guest today. His name is Jacob, and he's also our previous outreach lead at DSC. Jacob, do you want to introduce yourself more? Hi, everybody. My name is Jacob. Uh, as Jolene said, I'm the previous outreach lead uh, for Google DSC. Um, I have a little bit of a background in engineering, and then I made a, a, a major change pretty late into my collegiate career, and then I started pursuing computer science, uh, which is what I'm doing now, and I've been doing that for about three years now. Uh, I recently had an internship with Microsoft uh, in the past summer, and I was also, uh, I received a follow-up offer with them that I accepted, so I'll be headed to uh, Seattle, hopefully, in the following year. First of all, congratulations for getting a job at Microsoft. I just want to ask you, when did you start applying for your internship and around like how many companies did you apply for? Uh, so I started applying um, early August uh, last year and then I didn't stop applying until about late September. Uh, and I had about 200 or so applications that I tracked on my spreadsheet. So out of the 200 companies that you apply for, I'm sure you got rejected by some, right? Like. How did you deal with the rejections? Were you okay with it? It's not too bad because nothing's really too personal because all they have to see about you uh, is your resume. And a lot of the companies don't even respond. So you maybe have a handful. I know that there's a few that always will um, explicitly reject you. So Salesforce, NVIDIA, those are two that will 100% every single time tell you that you weren't um, the applicant they were looking for. So that's kind of hard to handle. Um, but it, it's nothing personal. You haven't interacted with the person yet. So you kind of just brush it off and keep applying. Mm -hmm. And remember, rejection is redirections. So you'll get into companies that wants you and meant to be for you. Exactly. Also, so what do you have on your resume that gets you an interview? What do you think you have on your resume? Uh, I think obviously the number one thing that uh, carries the most weight is relevant experience. So if you have a previous tech internship uh, that's probably the best thing you can do. Uh, mm -hmm. After that, I'd probably say uh, second best is probably a very compelling project uh, mm -hmm. that shows your passions, uh, your interests, your ability to learn uh, new things. They like to see a lot um, things that have been learned outside of the classroom. So if you're using technologies that um, most other computer scientists know, uh, C++, Java, Python, and you're not using any external libraries, they're not going to be as impressed as if you were doing something uh, that's like really obscure. Uh, as far uh, you know, after projects, um, the next thing that they probably look for is uh, your involvement on campus. Uh, so they want to see you in clubs and they want to see you in leadership positions. And then after that, what they'll use is uh, all your other job experiences uh, if they're relevant in any way. So for instance, I had experience at a research lab, um, but this was for engineering. It wasn't for um, computer science. Uh, but I'm sure that's something that they enjoyed. And then I also optimized my skills. So actually for my project, uh, what I did is I built this um, web scraper for um, indeed.com. And what I did is I looked at every single internship that was being offered uh, in the country and I extracted every single word from the job descriptions. And mm -hmm. from there, uh, I basically plucked out the most relevant words based on how they were used, like the uh, frequency that they were used in these job descriptions. And then, so if they applied to me, uh, I would then put them in my resume. And what that does is kind of optimize for applicant tracking systems that will filter you out. So there's robots, mm -hmm. right? So these recruiters might not even be looking at your resume. So that's the first step that you want to do uh, mm -hmm. is, is optimizing for ATS, applicant tracking systems. 
So basically you make the whole project on like the ATS tracking system. Yeah, that's what it was all about. Just trying to optimize for ATS. Wow. So like you mentioned about doing research with professors, right? Can you elaborate more on it? So last year, um, I worked with uh, Professor Daniel Whistler. Uh, he's not in computer science, he's in mechanical uh, engineering. Mm -hmm. uh, but what we worked on um, is essentially I built a framework for um, reporting uh, disease outbreak, essentially. And then uh, from there, uh, the idea is to then take the data and process it and be able to predict the likelihood that a certain community uh, is dealing with an outbreak or might be dealing with a disease outbreak uh, soon. And so that obviously we know the motivation for that. And so I'm continuing to work on that. So I'll have two years under my belt uh, researching that. And I'm also working on another uh, research project uh, with Dr. Moon, who is the professor who teaches the artificial intelligence class. Uh, mm -hmm. And what we're working on right now is scraping uh, LinkedIn. So another job website. And the idea is we're going to make this uh, recommender system, which is essentially going to parse through all of the uh, employees and previous employees uh, for companies, and then mm -hmm. essentially profile them uh, so that when new employees are introduced, it can determine the likelihood that they're going to go ahead and get hired mm -hmm. at that company. How do you get like their research position? Do you just go ask them or? Uh, so I knew Dr. Moon um, from last semester in AI. And I also joined, he has a research seminar uh, where we go ahead and we review um, like new cutting edge research uh, in artificial intelligence and machine learning. So I developed a good relationship there. Mm -hmm. But as far as my research last year, uh, I just applied to Europe, which is the Undergraduate Research Opportunity Program. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that Long Beach has a ton of those programs, and I think it's a great thing uh, for everybody to go ahead and try to do it. Even if they don't want to do research, uh, I think diversifying your experience is very important. And I also think that um, just getting a, a broad reach uh, of experience is good for your, your career and just figuring out what you want to do, because all of us might have an idea of what we want to do. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, you don't really know until you get some hands-on experience. So, and it's great on a resume. It looks amazing on a resume. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do agree with you that doing research is really good for your resume. And also at the same time, it's a very good way to know what interests you and what doesn't interest you. Now, can you walk us through the whole process of interview at Microsoft? And how do you feel about it? Uh, so Microsoft was my second um, technical interview. Um, so I had two technical interviews. Um, my first was with Amazon. And so that kind of broke the ice a little bit. And I got the offer there. And then uh, about a month later, I got a technical interview with Microsoft. So I'd already had a, you know, an interview with a large company. Um, so the jitters were gone. And so I think that's really important too, uh, is work your way up the ladder. So if you have multiple interviews upcoming, uh, I'd say the company that you probably want to work for more, do that one later so that you have a little bit more experience under your belt. Uh, so when I went into my Microsoft interview, uh, it was pretty smooth uh, and I was pretty like familiar with the process because most of these technical companies, uh, they're going to do the interview process similarly. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't a problem at all. Why do you choose Microsoft over Amazon? Uh, I think uh, it's a long-standing technical company that I've had a a big connection with uh, growing up. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little bit older since I said that I did uh, petroleum or I did engineering. So I did petroleum engineering until mm -hmm. I had like a change of heart. Uh, and so I had a lot of experience with older Microsoft uh, operating systems. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was kind of my first experience into tech. 
so I guess like just the brand image, but at the same time, I think it's a very ethical company. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also think that the work-life balance is great and the opportunities to touch a lot of um, exciting pro uh, projects is also there. So that's ultimately why I decided to move away from Amazon and mm -hmm. go with Microsoft. And then once I had Microsoft, I stopped there. And so I stopped it. So how was the technical interview questions like? But uh, yeah, so the first question was easy. The second question was just uh, a more complex uh, version of that same uh, question. So, you know, that one was also like not too difficult. Um, and that's typically how it is with most companies. Like the first round is the filtering stage. So it's nothing crazy. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's just kind of like gets you in the groove a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, for the second interview, I had multiple panels. I think I was interviewed by two or three people, but uh, it wasn't anything crazy. I know that when it's in person, it's a lot crazier. Mm -hmm. uh, than that. So like, I was lucky that it was remote because it's not like as uh, tedious of a process. Uh, and so for the second one, it was just all technical questions. And so every single person who interviewed me asked me, you know, one or two technical questions. And I remember the first question, um, it was asking about traversing uh, an array diagonally. And so that wasn't the yeah. hardest, but it was kind of like at the same time, it's like you have to realize like your bounds, you know, you have the upper bound, you have the left, right, bottom. And then once you recognize that, then it's just like changing the formula of where you're indexing a 2D array. Um, and my second question, he asked me um, how I would design um, a function to parse through or a program to parse through a text file at multiple locations at once. So he wanted to like get like multi-threading out of me, which was something I had no experience with. Um, but if you're able to like work with your interviewer, I guess, to the answer. Oh, so like uh, then it'll all work out. Yeah, so like they'll they'll give you the general question first, um, and then if you're kind of stuck, uh, mm -hmm. you can talk to them and ask them for hints. Um, and I wouldn't use these like I wouldn't ask for hints too uh, like liberally. Like I just kind of like just here and there if you're stuck, uh, and they'll try to help you do a solution. And I think what they're looking for is like the thought process of how you get to a solution, even if you're not familiar uh, with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then the second question he asked me. Uh, it was about um, integer sort. So like if you have like these integers coming in, how would you most efficiently sort them? And I think this is the reason why this is a really cool uh, question to ask is because most sorting algorithms are n log n uh, in the best case. And I think integer sort is one of the many because you make some assumptions about the data that's uh, better than n log n. Do you feel like if you practice enough on like the code, you're, you're going to be OK? Or yeah, I, I get I because I well, <laughs> I think it depends. So it depends on um, the breadth of questions that you're giving yourself on leak code. So if you're not picking the leak code questions properly, and you're just doing like array uh, leak codes, you know, you might be deficient in other areas. So I think the biggest thing is getting a breadth of understanding. So I think I know what I use the most. So I did about 20 leak code questions. But um, I think my most helpful resource um, was Cracking the Coding Interview, 100%. That book is amazing. It's phenomenal. Uh, I read through um, all of it when it talks about the algorithms. I didn't read the language-specific parts, but just the algorithm-specific parts. Um, and it was an amazing resource. Yeah, I actually heard that people got into Google just by learning from the book. <laughs> A lot of people do that. So I have a, a really good friend who works mm -hmm. at Google and he told me that that was like the only resource yeah. that a lot of his coworkers used. And I would agree, like that's all I needed. Mm -hmm. So if you read it and you understand all of the questions in that book, you do every single question, you for sure are ready. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you so much for sharing with us.
what do you do to prepare for the interview and how was the interview like? Now, can, we, can you tell us more about um, what do you do during your internship at Microsoft? So um, I worked on SQL Server broadly, so that's what I did. Um, and so what SQL Server is, it's a relational database management system. Uh, and so I'm not doing anything like queries or designing uh, schemas or anything like that. Uh, I was working on the core engine, which is essentially when you have a declarative language uh, like SQL, um, you can basically tell uh, the program, the engine, what you want, but you don't really know how the engine uh, is fetching that data. And so there's this thing called a, a query optimizer that looks at a query and decides the algorithms uh, that it's going to use, uh, which are called like the relational operators um, mm -hmm. in order to fetch your data. So essentially what I worked on is a smaller subset of that, uh, mm -hmm. which is database statistics. So when you have uh, a set of data in your database, um, the uh, engine goes ahead and scans the, uh, the data and makes statistics. So you can make some assumptions that, uh, about the data at a glance. And so my job was to essentially analyze the user workload. Um, and this is kind of like the queries that they were giving to the engine uh, and then determine when these statistics were out of date so that we could go ahead and scan them again uh, and make the query optimizer, which determines the algorithms, right? To fetch that data uh, more optimal and efficient. How was the company culture like? Uh, it was phenomenal. So I had the chance to talk to pretty much any of the executives that I wanted to, and I could talk to anyone outside of the org. So mm -hmm. I could just like send a ping to somebody at Xbox, for mm -hmm. instance, and they would respond to me because that's what the, cor uh, the corporate culture is about mm -hmm. is um, this one-on-one -on -one culture. And so they're really pushed uh, to, to go ahead and talk to the younger employees and give them a little bit more like uh, understanding of different uh, areas of the organizations. So this is your final year at Long Beach. What are your plans after graduations? So my plans, as I said, I'm going to go ahead and um, return to Microsoft uh, mm -hmm. in the following year. And so I plan to start in about August. Um, but before that, um, during the summer, uh, I want to go ahead and just travel. So I'm going to take the full three months. So you have three months uh, mm -hmm. before you have to start. I'm going to take the entire three months uh, mm -hmm. and then just travel the world, I guess. So. Wait, that's actually really cool. I wish I can travel too. I hope you have a great time traveling. And one last question before we end this podcast. What advice would you give to your peers or whoever is listening to this podcast? So from my experience um, in changing my major, I think that it was probably the best decision uh, that I've ever made. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess my advice would be to pursue your passions mm -hmm. um, with motivation relentlessly, show your resolve, mm -hmm. um, and then I'd say don't get too discouraged uh, too easily. So like I said, I applied to 200 plus places. Um, I had like three interviews. I only took two of them, uh, mm -hmm. and then I got accepted to both because I, you know, I worked really hard. Uh, mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think it's a lot more attainable. Uh, than other people think. So, you know, it might seem like I, I'm like some crazy brainiac or something like that. Like, oh my gosh, he did all the cracking the coding interview and he's working on SQL Server. Um, but I don't think there's, you know, much that differentiates me from other people. At Long Beach, it's just, you know, I did the work and that's it. And it's kind of formulaic, right? If you just go ahead and you just put in the work and put in the effort, I think everybody's capable of landing a job at Microsoft or Amazon, Google, mm -hmm. wherever they want to go. 
Thank you for your advice. And just a small reminder to everyone out there, it's applying season right now. If you haven't applied yet, go apply. If you're still applying, keep applying. That's another thing to add. It's important to make sure that you get your applications in as soon as possible because mm -hmm. they fill the positions quick. So they're not waiting for, for these applications to roll in. They're looking at them as they come in they're interviewing people and if the position's filled they're done they're cutting it off so apply yesterday so that's the stressful thank thing thank you so much jacob for taking out your time of the day to be here for this interview all the best in everything you do and good luck um i appreciate you guys uh having me on here and asking me these questions and then mm -hmm. i hope that some people can take some value uh out of my responses yeah for sure Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.